Good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman. And as always, with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are P.S. This is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast. This is episode 303. This is a show where we share our feeling about the current state of PlayStation. But before we get on with the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube. YouTube.com slash P.S. This is Awesome. If you want to make fun of our trophy lists on the PlayStation Network, you can find me at, unders- at anchorless underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters at jakesaw zero. One, as always, you can write the show at PS. This is awesome at gmail.com. And most importantly, don't forget to share the show with your friends. Be sure you leave comments and rate our podcast as you see fit. As a reminder, this is a video podcast as well. You can watch the show if you prefer at our YouTube channel. Make sure you are subscribed to that. And for new and or longtime listeners, we have a Patreon. You can support the show at a $1 level. The Patreon tier is called the one and only $1 Club. So for $1 a month, head over to www.patreon.com slash PS. This is awesome to become a $1 patron and you will get a free die cut vinyl sticker in the mail and we'll also give you a shout out on our show. With that out of the way, Jake, how are you doing this Sunday morning? Mm, uh, not too bad. It's a, it's a beautiful day out. It's a little chilly, mm. but um, it's supposed to warm up to, I don't know, like 50 degrees today. So as long as it stays sunny, that's all right. Yeah, it was um, warm out this morning. It was warmer. I mean, I guess it's all in context, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, I was outside pretty much all day yesterday, and uh, it was relatively enjoyable. I mean, I just wore basically a sweatshirt and had some long johns on under my jeans, and it uh, it's nice to be able to get a little sunshine. Days aren't very long right now, so... Um, trying to get back outside a little bit this afternoon i think it's a good day for it. time is running out soon it will be snow let me snow laden everywhere and it will be cold and miserable and no matter how many gloves you have over your fingers and pairs of socks you have over your toes you will not be comfortable for the next five months so enjoy it while you can i was out at the grocery store today And it's crazy that, like, one of the things, at least in all, we have this thing called the Battery Daddy, which is a hilarious thing. I think my parents picked it up at the local Big Lots and gave it to us for a Christmas gift. But inside, it's like a, it's an organizer for all the different kinds of batteries you may need in your house, right? You got your nine volts, your double A's, your triple A's. And then I think there are some D's, uh, you know, C's. There's a spot for them all. Um, So we have had this battery daddy, and it's been stock full for like two Christmases. It's just been full because my parents hooked us up for Christmas. And what a nice gift. It's like I hate buying batteries. I hate buying them. I can't stand to buy them. They're so expensive. And then when you do buy them, usually they just get thrown in a drawer, like the other six that you don't need or the other four that you don't need. You, you need two double A's and you got to buy them in at least a pack of four. But then you look at the shelf and it's like, oh, if I get eight, it's actually a better deal. And then you buy and then these batteries just sit around. So we have a very specific case now for our batteries. I went to <clears throat> Giant Eagle to get some groceries today. We're going to have some uh, some brats later tonight, vegetarian, vegan brats. But I'm, I went and bought some stuff for that and some different stuff. But uh, batteries were on the list, and I needed I needed to get some AAA batteries. 
and at Giant Eagle, I could only find AA batteries anywhere. And, and, and you have a shopping app and you type in what you want. And sometimes it'll tell you what aisle you need to go to. Sometimes it won't. Depends on if you have your store set up in the app. And then, you know, the service is always minimal in these stores. And it's just like, I can't find AAA batteries to save my life. And where we live, the Giant Eagle is very close to Home Depot. And I'm like, well, I'm sure, excuse me, I'm sure Home Depot will have a battery display, especially for Black Friday somewhere, just like out in the middle of a hallway somewhere. Because usually they, they sell huge amounts of batteries and uh, big packs, and then they give you a couple bucks off. So, uh, you know, with groceries in tow in my trunk, I go to Home Depot, and I had some I had some stuff that was frozen in my trunk, you know, uh, groceries. I need to get back to the house quick, quick enough. But I get to Home Depot, and do you ever, like, know that you're walking on the correct side of an aisle and somebody's coming towards you? And but they're clearly coming into your lane. So then you, you make the decision either to stop and let them like just like walk around you, even though you're in the right lane, or you take offensive action and you just go into the lane that they should be in to get around them. So this happened when I got to Home Depot. This guy was clearly in my lane and he was coming right at me. And I'm like, oh, I can't go right because there's nothing else. There's like a wall. So I guess I'm going to juke left. And the moment I juke left, he juked right. And we were in the same path again. And then it turned into that, oh, uh, this thing where you start going like this. No, you go, no, no, oh, I'm sorry. But it's like if you motherfucker would have just been in the correct lane to begin with, this wouldn't have happened. So I, I get frustrated in public. We're just like people have no... No situational awareness except for like tunnel vision. I'm looking for my thing that I need and I don't give a fuck about anybody else in the store. And I run into this a lot. But anyways, I'm looking for batteries. Again, huge displays, double A's everywhere. So I pull out the Home Depot app and I'm like, and then of course, you know, I shave my beard. So they're coming and they're asking me if I need help. And I'm just like, I'll just pull it up on the app. It'll tell me what aisle. I'm fine. Don't worry. So I pull it up. What does your beard have to do with you needing help? The only time anyone asks if I need help at Home Depot is when I'm clean shaven. If I have that big ass beard, no one fucking talks to me. It's really weird. It's a great social experiment. Um, but it, 100%, I'm not making it up. I can't get help when I have a big ass beard and I'm at Home Depot. Like, they just assume I know what the fuck I need and what I, I know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Because you kind of look you intimidating. You look like the burly guy, like, you know, the contractor guy, whatever. But like if I'm clean shaven, they're on me like gnats instantly. And I'm just like, I, I got this. It's just batteries. I don't need your help today. So I'm looking through the app and I find the AAA batteries on the app. And then it says we can deliver to them store or you can have them shipped to your home. And I'm like, well, no, like you got to have some in the store. So then I realized that for whatever reason, it didn't know my store. So I had to reset up my store preferences in my, in my app. So I'm standing there in the fucking hallway at Home Depot in the aisle. Get it all set up. I find the AAA batteries. Meanwhile, I have food in my car that's like thawing out. And because uh, the sun, it's a greenhouse effect on my car, you know. Um, and then I, uh, I I get to it and it's like, yeah, we have like 36 of these in stock. These like 
16 packs of AAA, Duracells, Super Strength, whatever. I don't even care. Like, I just want batteries. I, want to go. I don't care what they cost at this point. Won't tell me the aisle number. Probably because they're in there for Black Friday and they're probably in some weird place that they can't tell you, like, where it's at because it's, like, in the middle of a hallway somewhere. So, you know, 15 minutes later, I just put the phone in my pocket. I'm like, I'm just going to start going aisle by aisle. I'm looking for batteries, you know. Eventually, I found them and I got out of there. So annoying. I hate batteries. Dude, you're a fucking idiot. You know that? No, I'm not. When that person walked up to you and was like, hey, what do you need? And <laughs> oh, you're yeah. like, where's In the fucking batteries? Yes. And it would have been like But it shouldn't have been that hard. Here's the batteries. It, they're, they're all at the front by the fucking pro desk. But they weren't. They only had were double everything. I needed the triples. Oh, my gosh. So I was just. You're insufferable, dude. Yeah, I know. I've heard. <laughs> you would rather you would rather wrangle your phone trying to figure out what store you're at on the Home Depot app to find the aisle. Well, it just seemed like it makes it. sense. Like, go help someone who can like <laughs> some person who can't actually like doesn't know what kind of whatever to buy for their home project. Like, all I need are AAA batteries. I'll find them. But yeah, in oh, hindsight, man. I wish I would have just been, yo, dude, where are the triple A's at? I, I need them. <laughs> but I didn't. So anyways, that's my story, I guess. Uh, the record is still doing well. Still getting nice compliments about the American Crows record. You know, one of my land is my band. And um, I feel like something happened recently. We got a show this Wednesday in Erie at Lavery Brewing, which will be fun. It's going to be a shit show, though, because it's the night before Thanksgiving. It's like the busiest bar night ever. Um, hopefully we just sell a ton of shit. It'd be awesome. And we make it down and back in one piece. So as far as my, my life, that's, that's all that's going on. I wanted to give a shout out to a show I'm really into real quick to the listeners. If you're interested And Jake, you might even enjoy this. I doubt you will, but you might, it depends on what you're in the mood for, but I have, I have Hulu. I have Hulu. No, Amazon prime. Sorry. Take it back. Amazon prime. Uh, Freevee is a weird TV, whatever. I don't, I don't even know what Freevee, F-R-E-E-V-E-E. I don't know what it is, but their programming comes through Amazon Prime Video. And uh, there are commercials, but if you're familiar with Michael Connolly, I may have even talked about this before. Mike Connolly is an author. He's an American author. Writes fantastic, um, realistic, like, crime novels and uh he's he, he wrote the lincoln lawyer he wrote uh a couple other really good ones but his characters include you know the lincoln lawyer honey chandler uh he's got uh harry bosch and uh so I've, i'm a real big fan of the bosch tv series which is available on prime it's so good and i've gotten through it and when they stopped it they did a spinoff with his daughter bosch is now retired from the lapd he, he was a murder detective. Um, he has this line that I love. It's it's <laughs> it's so good. It's just everybody counts or nobody counts, meaning all homicide victims. He's going to treat the same whether they were pieces of shit or they were good people or whatever. He's going to treat every case equitably. Everybody counts or nobody counts. I'm fucking going out. I'm solving the crime. You know, um, it's a really good tagline. He also had a had a thing on his. Desk, his character that says something, uh, something. Some, I'm going to paraphrase, but it was something like quit sitting on your ass, go outside and knock on some doors. That's like a detective thing, right? Um, so it's it's kind of cool. But this spinoff, the first season was really good. 
so he's no longer with the LAPD. He retired. He's now a private eye. His daughter, his daughter wants to follow in his footsteps and joins the police force. You can imagine how he would have some reservations about, you know, his daughter being involved in the shit he was involved in. But like, she just wants to him to like, I don't know, you know, be proud of her or whatever. First season was really good. Second season's out now. It's called Bosch Legacy. It is so good. The narrative, the story, it's like I binged it in two days. Ten episodes, hour apiece. Two days, I was through it. And uh, it's so fucking good. No one talks about it. Harry Bosch is played by Titus Welliver, who I'm sure you know who that is if you see it, if you see him. He has like these really uh, – he's an older guy. He has these blue eyes though. Um and uh, he's got – his arms are covered in tattoos in real life. He's a really good actor. He was in uh, – oh, God, Deadwood maybe. Um, no, maybe it was – he was in a, he was in a TV – a long-running TV cowboy series with uh, Timothy Oliphant. I want to say it was Deadwood. might have been Deadwood. But he's been in a lot of stuff. You've seen this dude around. But Stephen King – and I'll shut up. We'll get on to video games in a second. But Stephen King is a big fan of the Bosch show. And he said that there could be nobody else to play Bosch. Like, Tyler Welliver just fucking nails this character. And uh, it's crazy because I watched an interview with him about Bosch. And uh, he is not – he is acting in Bosch. Like, you know, some actors, like, you're just like, that's just who that guy is. Titus Welliver is so good that I was like, that's who that guy is. Like, he is Bosch. But, like, then I watched an interview with him, and, like, he's, like, fucking doing Joe Pesci impersonations and joking around. Bosch is, like, a dead-level fucking super serious character. But Titus Welliver plays him so well. And then you watch an interview with Titus Welliver. All he's doing the whole fucking time is joking and laughing and, like, doing his it's Joe Pesci, his Joe Pesci voice. So fucking good. Um, I If you guys like, like, real crime kind of solve the murder with maybe a little bit of movie movie stuff in it not a lot and he he plays the trope of the character that's like you know he's gonna get his guy even if he has to you know break a couple rules to do it and it's just like (laughs) it's just a perfect setup for every crime novel dude i love it so good i recommend it anyways we can quit talking about all that shit get on with maybe some video games um Every episode, Jake, we talk about games that we're playing. I finished Alan Wake 2 last week, and uh, I did purchase and start Spider-Man 2. I feel like I'm far... Man, I have some weird feelings about this game. And I think maybe I'm I'm picking up what you put down when you were playing it, as far as like the narrative, uh, the pacing and stuff, about having two Spider-Men. It's weird. Like, I don't know how far I am. And so I have a few quick comments about it so far. Uh, and, and I will say this. I'm I'm playing on fidelity mode, but I have the option to uh, uncap the frame rate and I'm using the uh, – what's the feature that the TVs have to let things run at a higher frame rate? You're talking about VRR? Yeah, and I have VRR enabled. So, Do you have the 120 hertz mode on? Yeah. And uh, it's running really good, and it looks fantastic. I'm enjoying that. Yeah. Uh, the gameplay's good, and I also see what you mean about making it, wanting to make it easy at times. 
There have been some crowds, especially with, uh, spoiler, not spoiler, these uh, enemies that have, like, fire. And uh, yeah. some of them are, like, really – some of those crowds are, like, what the f- – you get hit once and you lose, like, you know, 40% of your health. And it's, like, well, I can't get hit again. And there's, like, 17 bad guys, you know. It's crazy. Yeah, I, it's – for, like, a mainstream game – it's harder than you would think it should be yeah. in, in certain instances. Now, you do get better as you play and you get used to like using the abilities and the gadgets in the right order and, and dodging properly and stuff. And and uh, the game's all about moving around. Mm. So that's something that like you can't just attack enemies head on. You have to like jump around and dodge and and take uh take advantage of like when you can get them grouped together mm-hmm. um i don't know if you've got if you got that uh the only gadget that i used in the entire game and i don't know if you've got this yet or not but you probably do is the one where you like you toss it and it shoots out the webs and slams all the people together yeah it brings them all in one spot Right. So, like, you have some abilities that let you do area of effect attacks and stuff, and it's useful to use an ability like that to suck them all in. Like, there's just, like... But, but like I was mentioning when I talked about it, it's just... And I, I felt this way about the first game, too, is that for the first... I would honestly argue for the first five to eight hours, I struggled with the combat. Yeah. Like it just it felt it felt difficult to me, yeah. and, and I, I'm just maybe I'm just not I'm not good, especially like the the dodging and stuff. They don't give you a whole lot of time, and especially when you're getting barraged constantly. Like, do you know? Um, this isn't really a spoiler, but do you know? Like, there's those those hunter enemies that will zip line up to a wall and then just like barrage you with fucking exploding arrows. Yeah. And then they like zip line to another place, and it's like kind of hard to get a lock on. Yeah, they sometimes. just keep shooting at you. Yeah. So like, uh, but yeah, I I will admit. So like, I beat the game. the The story does come together for like the last third of the game, mm. and it focuses mostly on like, you know, yeah, I don't really want to get right. into it, no, but but for like the first two thirds of it, I mean. You probably get what I mean about how it's like, oh, now I'm doing all this Miles shit. Yeah, I just like, don't even... You're like, oh, now I'm doing all this Peter shit. Yeah. I don't know, it's weird. I don't know what character I should be playing. And it's just like... I think there are certain... I don't know if you, if you noticed this yet, but there are certain like side quests and stuff that you have to be one or the other. Right. Like, you can't do all the... Like, did you did you get the Mysteriums yet? Mm-mm. Okay, so, like, when you get to do those, like, only Miles can do those. Or, like, when you get to, like... Well, the, like, the Prowler like missions, these, like, where you're finding yeah, Prowler like, stuff? Yeah, like, only Miles can do those ones, yeah. right? And then there's some... There's there's a certain type that only Peter can do those ones. So, that's a little bit annoying. I kind of wish that, like... Especially at the end, like, when I was getting the Platinum, I had to farm some combat. Mm-hmm. And... Once I completed all those those side things, it was something I specifically had to do with Peter. But the the only like the only side missions that I could replay were ones that you can only do as Miles. So I thought that that was kind of annoying. 
So if you have any intention on getting the platinum in this game, yeah. I would recommend at least looking up the combat trophies and trying to take care of them like as you play the game. Because there is an element at the end where it was like um, I would have to do it all based on random encounters throughout the city. Mm-hmm. Those like, you know, those the, the exclamation points that pop up. And so I'd basically have to swing around for a while until one would pop up, uh, go do some combat against some guys. And then if it was like a car chase, I didn't get anything out of it because those just end. But um, anyway, I didn't mean to draw it off of your experience. No, you're but fine. It sounds no. like a, it's it's, it sounds like um, like are you still having fun with it, though? Is, uh, other than like the, yeah, the like game's, game's a big departure from Alan Wake 2. It's like I like said, as they far are, as like, dude, when I beat Alan Wake 2 and I sent you that text, it's like, I don't even know that I can play Spider-Man right now. Like, because Alan Wake 2 was such an experience. And I was just like, man, Alan Wake 2 is such a fucking experience and such a refreshing experience. I don't know if I can jump right into pulp comic book you know, but I'm enjoying it. It's, a, it's like night and day different with everything, setting, aesthetic, tone, gameplay. Everything is their worlds apart, those two games. But and they should be. But I, I, listening, I guess playing Spider-Man 2 reminded me how much I do like the game. And, you know, I guess like my frustration with it comes from. Like I'm, tr- I, I had a side mission. It starts the missions prematurely. I think. Like if you just get in an area, it'll just start a mission. Like, so like I was trying to get to a side mission with Peter Parker, and this is minor, minor spoiler. It, it's you're just trying to rescue some people from inside a building that is burning or something, and you got to use your spider bot to do it. And I'm trying to get there. And I think twice on my route to there, it wasn't like there was a crime that happened that I derailed intentionally. I had stumbled into an area that triggered like a cutscene that advanced the main story. And that wasn't what I was trying to fucking do. So like, you know, here I am. I see my target in the distance for the for the side mission. I'm just gliding, whatever, swinging from the rooftops and I'm going. And then all of a sudden it's just cutscene. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm not there yet. And then it's just like. Oh, I went into the area for the next main story mission on my way to this thing and didn't didn't mean to trigger. Like, you don't actually go to those areas and say, press this button to trigger the story mission. It's like when you're Mm -hmm. in the vicinity of where it occurs, it just fucking happens. So, like, I've advanced the story mission way faster than I've meant to just by traversing the city. (laughs) And it's frustrating because, like, I'm not there yet, like, in my mind. Like, I'm not really I'm paying attention, but like. So now I feel like things are out of sync. Like I was fighting cultists before I even discovered the cultists were a thing because the way that the map is laid out and the way that I was traversing it, not because of a choice that I made, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. It's it seems like I think I don't know. that happens. I think that's like the, with the specifically with the cultists. I think that's kind of the way that it happens for most everyone. Like that happened for me, too, where it's just like there are random encounters on the map and then like. You get the the flame missions or whatever, which is like based around that stuff. Yeah. So, I I mean I don't know how how you, like generally when I was playing that game, I would I would do like a main story mission, and then once it dropped me back out into the real world, I try to do some side stuff right. for a while, 
and just like kind of avoid the area of the main mission. <laughs> just uh You shouldn't have to though. You know you shouldn't have to avoid yeah, the area. Yeah, I think it's just a matter of I think it's just a matter of keeping track of where because you are right, if you like if you happen to swing through the area where the main mission is at, it'll it'll just it starts the main mission pull you into it. Yeah. So you kind of have to just move around. Have you gotten any of the – have you unlocked any of the fast travel yet? I unlocked one, but I don't know how it works. It said so I unlocked it's it. Fucking, it's fucking – it's really cool. So literally anywhere on the map, you just hold down triangle and it will fast travel to that spot and you'll be swinging in that area of the city. There's like – there's oh, no checkpoints. Nice. There's no like – you know, it's, it's really cool. It, it's one of those things where you're like, oh, this is – you know – they, they, you know, there's that whole thing. It's like the power of the SSD and all that yeah, bullshit. PS5. But it's, it kind of is true where it's like I could be literally on the other side of the map and, you know, I could just literally go anywhere on the map and hold down triangle and it instantly goes to that area and Spider-Man's either swinging or swooping That's in cool. that area and you just pick up control and keep going. Yeah, It's really cool. But you do have to unlock fast travel, which I don't remember if you had to do that in the first game or not. I don't remember. I man, I I'm enjoying it a lot. I don't mean to talk negatively about it, but at the same same time, it doesn't really feel like. And I'm sure you compare the games, you can tell the difference. But like the way that I remember the other Spider-Man games, Spider-Man, and then Miles Morales, I don't really feel like this is a big advancement in the title like it's it's just very much like god of war to ragnarok to god of war like it's just like i just don't feel like they've pushed the envelope or pushed themselves to do anything groundbreaking with this game and they played it pretty safe which is fine because it's a good game you know i would still recommend it for sure um but i just feel like i would have liked maybe maybe more stuff will open up in the later the like whoa you know, I will say that I don't really like Spider-Man's like specials with like the uh, the spider legs that come out of his back and stuff. I think that's kind of stupid looking. Um, I get maybe he uses that in the comic <clears throat> book and stuff. I, it's not my favorite. Yeah, uh, the gadgets. His, are his cool. abilities, his abilities transform the most. Like uh, you get some new stuff with Miles, yeah. definitely, but. Spider-Man, it's not till later in the game, but he gets, like, all kinds of shit. Yeah. So you don't have to use the... Like, eventually you get to a point where you don't have to use the... Whatever they call that, like, the freaking spider arms or yeah, whatever I don't know the fuck what it is. Are. You don't have to use that forever. I'm excited for the Venom stuff to come into play, because I know he's in it. But, like, I just... Uh, I, I don't know, man. Like, there's just... The, the very... The opening battle was really cool. I thought that was done well. I like it, man. I don't really have any issues with it. I, I don't know that I even expected anything different at all. I definitely didn't expect anything different, but I wanted to be surprised by something. But I don't feel like, oh, this is fucking awesome. Like, you know, there hasn't been a part where I've been like, oh, shit, this is cool. Like, they're doing something a little different here. And I think that is yeah. supposed to be the, the, the two Spider-Men. I think that's supposed to be the thing. And if if you like it, great. But if it's, I don't know, it just seems, yeah, seems like I, a lot to manage. I will say they added, so the, the, I 
I don't know how long it's been since you've played the first one, but the the combat and the way that all the abilities work is way better than in the first That's game. Good. So that is part of it. Um, and the uh, what do what do I want to say? They they have that. Um, have you gotten the web line stuff yet? Yeah, I got the web line. That's can, cool. Like, so like they did add a couple of things. I, I do think the game is for sure better from a gameplay perspective, mm-hmm. but as like an overall package with like story and graphics and, and all that stuff, like I agree with you. I don't think that it's better than the first one. Right. But it is still very fun to play. Yeah, it's good. So I'm glad I'm playing it. There seems to be a lot less buzz this time around with this game as opposed. I remember the first game when it came out, man, it was just like they had huge displays in different cities and stuff like about this game. I think that you know, Sony headquarters had this big thing about Spider-Man and like it was they they pushed the shit out of it. Um, I haven't really gotten that vibe with this game. So I don't know. We'll see. But Jake, what, what about you? Are you you're still playing Alan Wake? Um, yeah, so, uh, just a quick note on the Spider-Man thing. I think that that's, I think that's just our kind of tuned in sort of circles kind (laughs) of perspective because, because Spider-Man 2 is selling faster than Spider-Man 1 did. Wow. So I think from a, from a popularity perspective, I think it's bigger than ever. I think it's just Mm. from our kind of like. You know, looking at reviews and people chattering about it in the industry and stuff. It's just like we've been here before kind of thing. Yeah. You know, so. Fair enough. But anyway, as far as uh, as far as me goes, um, I'm still playing Alan Wake. I'm only about six or seven hours into it. I, I haven't really gotten to play it all that much. I just did. Uh, it's getting fucking wild, though. Like the. um. I just did I don't want to say I just did but like I'm I'm playing as Alan Wake. Yeah. At this point, so I will admit uh I like, you know we were talking about the the mind place thing yeah. last week and how I didn't I didn't like the the detective pinboard or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um I will admit I actually do really I really like Alan Wake's version of it, at least with regard to like how he rewrites the dark place in real time. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, I think that's pretty fucking cool. Um, I'm not like the biggest fan of the whole lamp thing. It's just kind of annoying. It's, it's, it's fine. Like there's nothing wrong with it. It's just a little bit annoying, but as far as like the, where you find the scenes and then you can like apply different narrative points to it. Right. And, he, and, and there's like, there's this like, graphic where there's like he's typing in real time and like it changes like it's it's fucking cool it is really it's cool. it's really neat um you know i i i don't think that that's necessarily a spoiler or anything like it's kind of hard to describe you'll know what i mean if you if you play the game yeah. and you see it but i but i i've been playing as alan wake for a while i don't i don't know what part i'm on Mm -hmm. it hasn't really like instructed me to move back to saga yet though did it tell you that you could no so i'm guessing that i'm like i think i'm like getting to that point like i said i'm like six or seven hours in but i just did this whole um 
I just got to the point where it seems like their stories are converging. Mm. And so I am guessing that there's going to be a point here shortly where they're going to instruct me that I can go back and forth. But, um, dude, this game is way fucking scarier than the first one, especially Alan Wake's story arc. Yeah. Like, that whole shit... I don't know. Like, it's just... <laughs> it's hard to talk about Alan enemies, Wake without spoiling it. Dude, it's so hard to talk about it without spoiling it. Because even, like... The... God. I guess I can't really say anything. But, like... Just, like... First of all, I hate that they kind of nerfed the flashlight in this game. Yeah. It's... But... Like, I wish it... You know how in the first game you could kind of, like... You could focus the flashlight a lot longer whereas in like in like as soon as you let off he would stop focusing the flashlight Mm -hmm. and it was like one big gradual bar in this one it's all these like mini bars and if you tap the focus button he uses a whole fucking bar you don't have a choice so if you accidentally hit it while you're just walking around you wasted a bar of battery Mm -hmm. on your fucking flashlight that annoys the shit out of me but other than that um it plays really well. I will admit I had to switch to performance mode. I can't fucking do fidelity mm. mode. I just can't. The frame the frame pacing is is actually pretty bad. So there are points where I was like in combat and I could see the frames, the frame rate like going up and down as I was trying to fight. And it was just annoying the shit out of me. I do still I do still maintain that the game does look way better in performance or in fidelity mode. It does. Mm-hmm. The The performance mode has some, like, weird, like, shimmery shit that happens because, like, the resolution, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But I just I'm, – I'm willing to deal with that in order to deal with the – in order to have basically 60 frames just because – especially when you're getting in those fights and you're trying to dodge those shadow things yeah. and, like – and it's dark and it's like I, I need this to respond a little bit better. But that's just me personally. I could totally understand wanting to play this game in fidelity because it looks fucking awesome. Especially, like, it's spooky. And, dude, I... Usually I'm okay. I've, like, been so far, I've been okay with most of the jump scares that are in the game because there is a lot of them. But, uh, dude, this one I was playing last night, I don't know if it was because it was late or if it was because I, like, I got complacent because I was doing a lot of, like, puzzly shit. Yeah. But, like, it fucking caught me out of nowhere. And I just, like, was like, ugh. <laughs> and, uh, and, it, and it wasn't even, like, anything. It wasn't even anything, like, crazy or whatever. Yeah. It was, it was like, a, you know, I don't know. But, yeah, so I, uh, I'm still playing that. I, I'm guessing I'm going to be playing that for a while. But uh, I've also been still trucking through Dead Space Remake. I was kind of concerned that i wasn't going to be able to play both of those games at the same time because they're both like survival horror Mm -hmm. but they're different enough that i think it's okay yeah and um man it's it really is so good i really do think that you need to try and play it at some point i will um but the the last game that i wanted to bring up is kind of random is uh i played a few hours of that um persona 5 tactica mm-hmm. it came out and uh i like i wasn't gonna buy it but i saw that it was on game pass so i was just like fuck it i'll download it and and check it out because i really 
I've, you know, I've talked on the show before how much I really like Persona 5, like the original Persona 5. And this is like a tactics game in the Persona 5 universe with the same characters and everything. So I was like, okay, well, I'll download it and give it a shot or whatever. Um, I don't love that they kind of... They made it a little bit more like chibbied out yeah. you know what i mean by that where like all the characters a little more cartoony and squat and cute looking and um but the combat isn't doesn't seem to be terribly complicated but it's still fun because there are like these weird persona 5 had this had this system this like one more system where it would allow you to like if you got criticals, you can do you could take like another turn, and then they had like another system where like if you knocked a guy down, you could have your whole party do like a combo attack on the enemy, mm. and they do a play on that with the tactical combat, the tactics based combat, where you can like surround a downed enemy and do this crazy. I don't remember what the hell they call it, but it's like this super high damage attack where you just like are able to kill everything within the, your surrounded kind of triangle. Um, but uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's something that I'm going to stick with, but I've been enjoying it. I mean, it's it's very Japanese. The dialogue and everything I don't think is <clears throat> it's as compelling as the story doesn't even seem to be quite as compelling as right. what was going on in the original Persona 5. I, I don't know if it was a different team that made this or whatever, but uh, it's just kind of weird. It definitely feels like they shoehorned Persona 5 into another game, kind of. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, like I, it's not as bad as some of those old games, like licensed games and stuff that we used to get. It's not anything like that. It's just like, I don't know. I don't. It's, it's kind of hard to describe, but I I don't think it's bad by any means. Like, right. I still like kind of enjoy the combat or whatever, but uh, it might just take some time to get into. And I don't know how long the game is, but I don't know that I necessarily want to spend fifty hours playing a Persona Five spinoff. But we'll have to we'll have to see. That's that's kind of where I'm at right now, though. Very good. Yeah, I don't know. I just. Uh... I I got to do them one at a time. I, I I think. Well, and I guess I should also add. I, I bought another Dual DualSense controller. Uh, I got. I, I can't even tell. I think it's. I think it's the purple one that I got. Um, I, I might have thought it was blue, but it doesn't matter. It's forty nine dollars. Black Friday deal. Best Buy, Amazon. You can get the DualSense for forty nine bucks. I I couldn't. I couldn't spend the extra for the Edge, but uh, I got it and. Uh, it's amazing how much better the battery life is in this compared to the other new controller I had. You know what I mean? Like it's like, man, these battery battery life on these things just dwindle, dude. Their ability to yeah. to hold that charge, it's not great. Um, so this new one's nice. It's a nice addition, and uh, I guess in addition to that, uh, I'm looking to pick up. I noticed if you guys can hear like a humming noise in the background, my neighbor is running a leaf blower right now. So I apologize. It's really annoying. I can't hear it. So that's sure all I can hear. Um, but I guess so. The uh, the deal, uh, uh, the Resident Evil 4 remake is like forty four ninety nine or something right now. 
on the PSN for Black Friday. I think it's forty four ninety nine. It might be forty nine ninety nine. I thought it was like forty five bucks. And for what? Resident Evil Four. Oh. So that's a great deal, especially because the VR is going to be coming out in December for free. Um, and that's how I want to play this game for the first time is in VR. I've never played Resident Evil 4, so I can't wait. So I'm going to pick that up. But let's move on. We don't have any listener feedback, but if you guys want to write the show, um, you can write us at pssisawesome at gmail.com. You can also leave comments on our YouTube videos or, as we prefer, just sign up to our uh, our Patreon site, and for a dollar a month, you can leave us comments when we post the episodes early for you there. But yeah, we do air every Wednesday, and uh, if you are a subscriber to our Patreon, you will probably have access to the show on Mondays. This is a holiday weekend. This is a holiday week coming up, with uh, Thursday being Thanksgiving. I don't think we have any, any kind of plans to change the show structure. We're probably still going to put one out the way we have been. So that being said, let's talk about some PlayStation news. That's what we're here for after all anyways. And the first news point I have is relevant to the title of today's episode. We've, I've long since been curious what uh, Naughty Dog has been working on. And there were some rumors a long time ago about this and I didn't really want to bring it up on the show. I think maybe we talked about it, but the Last of Us Part Two is now coming to PS5 in January 2024. The game is releasing January 19th. And what I do love about this, because it's... I don't know why they didn't do this with the original Last of Us game, but, like, if you own The Last of Us 2 on PlayStation 4, there's a $10 upgrade path. Which means for 10 bucks you can get the PS5 version. Which is awesome, my question is, I think I have the disc version of The Last of Us Part Two. So how do I get the digital download? Do I need to use the disc to play it? Probably, which Probably. sucks. But anyways, there's that. And then uh, what's interesting, a couple of the features they've added is the game's going to include a brand new roguelike survival mode where you can choose your path through a series of randomized encounters. And for this mode... The game will offer the player an ability to play previously unplayable characters that, from The Last of Us world um, that you can unlock, and they all have their unique gameplay traits, which I'm guessing they have their own set of moves and stuff. I don't know. For a survival mode, which is interesting. You probably, I guarantee you can be Joel's brother, probably. Um, Billy, Bobby, Ricky, what's his name? Uh, uh, oh, gosh. I can't even remember his name. Billy, I yeah, think. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's escaping me, too. I don't think it's Billy. Rick. Joel. There's Joel and... Uh, Tommy. Tommy. Yeah. I knew it was an E name. Yeah, Bobby. Billy. <laughs> yeah, so I bet you can be Tommy. You could probably be Tess and these other people. Um, and that they're also including... Which initially got my excitement level up. But they said that there's going to be a section called Lost Levels. But you're only going to be able to explore early development versions of three new levels not seen in the original game. And this uh, remake, remaster, it's a remaster, I believe, for the PS5 is going to offer developer commentary. And in addition to that, a guitar free play mode where you can unlock additional instruments if you want, which is kind of stupid but kind of cool at the same time. 
I don't care about unlocking different instruments. If they're all guitars, like, I, I don't know. It, it is what it is. Um, but mm. on top of all of this, of course, the Last of Us Part 2 will offer 4K resolution in fidelity mode and improved load times. And it will also integrate full DualSense functionality. So, Jake, for a $10 upgrade path, are you into this? I think it's pretty cool. I mean, I... I mean, the roguelike thing I think is neat. I'm not going to probably play it, but I like the the idea of being able to play as other characters and have unique abilities or whatever. I'm, I'm curious kind of what that means. Um, or I guess it's, you said unique traits. I don't I don't know gameplay traits. I don't know what that means, yeah. but I uh, think like maybe some characters have more health than others or, or whatever. I, I don't know, but... Uh, the uh, the lost levels thing is kind of interesting. Being able to play as if the game wasn't long enough, they have three levels that they didn't even put in there that you can play. Um, which is uh, which is I mean I think it's cool. Like going back, I think it's kind of neat to to see sort of what's what's up with that. Um, the the guitar free play mode is something that I'm I don't have any interest in in doing but some people online did some crazy shit with that guitar thing that ellie does in the game like playing freaking metallica songs and shit like that so i could see people being interested in doing this and and when they say unlock additional instruments i do wonder if they're talking about additional guitars or if it's like, oh, they actually figured out a way to map this same kind of play thing to like a fucking cello or a piano or a freaking violin or something like I, I don't know. Yeah, I presumed um, it was guitars, but yeah, maybe you're right. But that would that would be kind of I mean, it's it's cool. I guess what I'm getting at is that I think that this release is worth a ten dollar upgrade and. I don't know. I might I might pick it up just because I've been thinking a lot about going back and I've only played the game once. Oh, it's I played so it the good. one time and I didn't want to play it again. So I'm thinking about maybe going back and playing oh. it again now that like the the I don't know if you want to say like the the shock of my first playthrough has worn off. I think I could probably play through it again with a little bit more perspective. Um, so if I can, if I'm going to do that anyway, fuck yeah, I'd I'd do the PS5 version, get the, get all the, you know, the bells and whistles, be able to play it at 60 frames. Cause I assume that when they say 4k resolution and fidelity mode, that they also have a performance mode that allows you to play the game at 60 frames. I would hope. I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I, this kind of came out of nowhere and I'm honestly, a little bit surprised that it that they announced it like right now. I I don't I don't know. Like there's something weird about them announcing it right now. I think that they're going to show something at the video game awards, which is why they wanted to announce maybe it. maybe that kind of makes sense. But I uh, I don't know. I don't think this is bad. It's as as long as they're not calling it like a fucking remake or whatever. They're just re- they're just like upscaling it and, and kind of 
adding some shit to it for the PS5. And honestly, kind of surprised it took them this long to do it. So, um, but I think, I think it was like because of the whole factions thing. Thought maybe, oh, maybe, maybe because they're taking this long to put it out, maybe they'll include factions with it or 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 maybe it, it was going to come out alongside factions or maybe they were going to do a a more crazy kind of rebuild of the game and release that alongside the next season of the show or something yeah. but it sounds like they're just putting it out and i mean and to be fair they're adding a bunch of shit to it so it's not like they're just shitting it out so that's kind of cool yeah it's cool dude i i can get behind this i it doesn't it doesn't excite me like a new naughty dog game but I know there's a lot of new PS5 owners, and I know there's a lot of people out there who have not played Part 2 of The Last of Us. And uh, it's definitely worth a playthrough. It's it's very good. you got to be in the right headspace to enjoy the game and uh, take it for what it is. It's it's very long. But, man, it is a masterpiece. Just be open-minded. Just be open-minded when you play it. Try not to get butthurt by the story. Because if you are able to sort of just, I mean, it's it's designed to make you feel something, but, uh, you know, just make sure that y- you don't go into it sort of with negative expectations just because of all of the hubbub on the Internet right. is what I'm getting at, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's it's good, man. Because it is, it is a great game. My My... And we've talked about this ad nauseum. My only complaint about it is that it's too long. Other than that, I think it is a really good game. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's really fucking good. All right. Well, anyways, I talked briefly about Black Friday deals earlier on the show. But uh, if you are looking to take advantage of you know, extending the life of your PS Plus subscription during Black Friday. There is a 30% off deal, but be warned. It seems that it only works for new memberships or if you are currently subscribed to PS Plus, if you are upgrading to the next tier, you can try to use this to, you know, decrease the cost of extending your current subscription as is but be warned i can't guarantee that it's going to work that way right now this was on push square Hmm. they wanted to bring this to the attention of their viewers and i think this is interesting because i think that you should be able to just extend your ps plus subscription but if that's the case if you think about it and they historically always offer PS Plus at a discount on Black Friday. You could essentially just refresh it every Black Friday and be paying 30% less than what Sony believes you should be paying. So if you start your regen cycle now, then the next time it's due, it'll conveniently be 30% off. So they're probably trying to avoid you getting into some sort of like discount loop, you know, mm. by doing it this way. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't see why they would care. I mean, historically, they've always allowed you to, you know, buy a year of, you know, just buy a year of PS Plus for cheap. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, 
maybe at this point they don't have to give you a discount because there's people are going to sign up no matter what. So maybe they just don't care. Yeah. Or maybe it's because they, they, they just fucking increased the price of it <laughs> by 30%. So maybe they don't want to yeah. dial that back. I don't know, man. I don't know. But speaking of deals, Jake, if you are on the PSN, which you are, and if you download the Apple Music app to your PlayStation 5 and you start it, you can be offered a six-month free trial of Apple Music for free, which is actually huge because it's like 10 bucks a month. That's a $60 freebie. Um, but let it be known that you can cancel that subscription anytime, but after the six months are up, they will start charging you. So set, set an alert on your calendar if you don't want to keep the service. But while you do that, tune into the podcast on Apple Music and, uh, you know, listen to some of our music on there. Stream some of that shit while you're gaming. That's a nice deal. Apple Music is a great service, I think. I don't like how it disadvantages the little guys as far as we don't get paid shit for when people stream our stuff. But they have pretty much everything. It's a nice service for the consumer. Yeah. So six months of that for free that's not bad and then i would imagine that translates translates to your phone and any other apple devices or anywhere else you're pulling in apple music just under your account so i think when you go to use this they ask for your apple id and you put it in and then it just applies the free six months to your apple id so you can have free streaming on your phone or whatever for six months which is dope um take advantage of it if you can uh and then I, what i want to do is go back Real quick, we, we talked briefly, Jake, about how we have plenty of time to pick our Game Awards winners. And we didn't even talk about any of the nominees. But I want to go back real quick. And I want to I just say my initial pick for Game of the Year. Uh, get it on record now. Uh, I think it's kind of silly, though, for, for me to even be able to pick any of these. Because I've only played one and a half of these games. Um, that being said, the the... the the Game of the Year Award nominees for the Game Awards are Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Spider-Man 2, Resident Evil 4, Super Mario Brothers, Wonder, which is the same game, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, and then The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I, I obviously, I, right now, I, I really want Alan Wake 2 to win because the game's fucking a masterclass in horror. It's so good. It's so refreshing. It's so creative. It's just like hit all of the check boxes for me. But I don't believe it will win. That's my pick. I don't think Baldur's Gate 3 will win. Personally, I don't think Spider-Man 2 is going to win. I, I bet you it's going to be Super Mario Brothers Wonder or Zelda. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom would be my guess of who actually gets it. But I want Alan Wake 2 to win. Jake, do you have an opinion on these games based on what you've heard? Or what you've played. My guess is that Baldur's Gate's going to win. You think? Yeah. It's a, it's a it's, very it's niche the most, game, though. It's the most surprising. You say niche, but it's sold like millions and millions of copies. Yeah. So what does that mean? You know what I mean? So like, And that was just on PC even before it came to console. So I don't know. I, I think Spider-Man 2 being on here is just as a popularity contest. I think that Resident Evil 4 being on here is just because it's historically one of the one of the yeah. greatest survival horror games ever made, but I don't think it's going to win. 
Super Mario Brothers Wonder, from what I understand, is an amazing game, but it's not... I don't know. My guess is it's either going to be Tears of the Kingdom or Boulder's Gate 3, but it's entirely possible. Like, Alan Wake 2 could win. I I don't necessarily... I wouldn't probably bet on it. No. But it's not out of the equation. It's enough people are talking about how incredible it is. But I, I think that the, the thing is, is that Baldur's Gate 3 and Tears of the Kingdom, the narrative surrounding both of those games is that both of them have kind of redefined their genres. And so they're they're going to be tough to beat. Um, I don't know. I haven't played Super. I wanted to play Super Mario Brothers Wonder, but I don't really have a good way to play it. So, uh, just because I'm a big Mario fan, but and I never played Baldur's Gate three. I was interested in playing it, but I just haven't gotten to it. And then uh, I played Tears of the Kingdom. I personally don't think it's as great as everybody's saying it is, but um. It's got so much buzz around it, and that's this. I'm kind of curious if there's a similar feeling around Baldur's Gate. Mm. I've never really heard. The thing is, is that I've never heard anyone say anything bad about Baldur's Gate. I have heard people say something, some bad things about Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, but most of it is revolving around the fact that it's on fucking seven thousand year old hardware, mm. so it looks like shit and runs like shit, and but. It's fun to play, so I don't know. It's, it'll be kind of interesting. I, I guess if if I'm like, you know, gun to my head, who are you going to pick? I think I would pick Baldur's Gate 3. But I'm not confident. <laughs> well, you better be confident if someone has a gun to your head. That's the best. for making me pick. That's the best that you can pick, though. That That's what you would go with. Yeah, I man, I really want Alan Wake two to win this. That game is special. I thought about going back and trying to platinum in the game. I'm pretty close. I'm really close to. Don't you have to? Don't you? Does does that game make you do it on like the nightmare mode or whatever? I don't know. I didn't check, but I know like my percentage is up there. Because I think that like the first game you had to beat it on that nightmare difficulty. I don't know if they are going to make you do it on this one, but. Um, the game is, there's not a lot of combat in it, but the combat that you do have is surprisingly difficult. What do you think the of beginning. the wolf? The wolves. I fucking run away from them. Yeah. They're fucking terrible. Cause, cause it's, it's like, they're like impossible. I don't want to say this because of the way that they nerfed the flashlight. They're like impossible to fight because they jump around too much. They're so fast. Yeah. You can't like use one little flashlight charge on them to to expose them. You so, can't get a like, beat on them. Yeah, it's I, I've only encountered like a couple of them. I fought one; it killed me. So like the next one, I just like I just avoided it. Yeah, yeah, I I love it. I love it. All right, well, let's move on to the next news point. So in 
kind of an obvious post on new push square, but also not obvious. They announced that we're getting different difficulty modes for when, you know, the anticipated Final Fantasy seven rebirth title comes out next year. Um, the three difficulty modes are going to be easy and normal and then dynamic. The first two are exactly as you'd expect, easy and normal, but dynamic difficulty permits enemies to grow stronger as your characters grow stronger. So the, you'll never feel like a badass or, you know what I mean? So I think that some, some of the way the difficulty scales in these games is kind of like that, but I think dynamic specifically is made to give you a fucking challenge. So I, I, I would just say hard, but it's not like they have a set. I I believe as you engage with different enemies, depending on your character stats will predicate the enemy's stats so that you're never going to have a leg up, which is interesting. Yeah, I, I think that it's probably, it's probably akin, more akin to like traditional level scaling where it's like the enemies, no matter where you go, the enemies are going to be, scale to fight you so like i think what this is gonna do is just render any amount of grinding to be essentially pointless Mm. you know what i mean like it's it's just so race to the whereas like on easy like like on easy and normal you could probably utilize their um you know they have that like they have that like combat simulator (laughs) yeah and i think you can use that to level up and stuff and make and grind a little bit to make the game a little bit easier for you. I don't think that you're probably going to be able to do that in dynamic mode because the levels, the enemy levels, will just come up with you. Right. So, but it's possible that the overall comparison of your ability to your enemies is also going to be more difficult. Mm. So it might just be, I won't be playing on that mode. Let's just say that. Yeah, fair enough. But for those who want the challenge. Uh, that's, that's some nice news. Jake, we haven't talked about this either and it wasn't really an oversight on our part. It was just something that like, I didn't know that we should even talk about was the PlayStation portal released. Um, it's been out for a while. Uh, I don't have one. You don't have one. Did you end up, did you end up getting a backbone or no? No. The backbone is on sale for like 45 bucks or something right now. 50 bucks for black Friday or something. It's like really cheap. Um, I think it's more than that. I don't know. I think it's on sale for like half off. It's on sale for seventy dollars at Amazon. I think you can find it cheaper. I think you find it's it normally a hundred bucks. Anyways, <laughs> I'm talking on my ass again on the show. Um, no, I, I swore I saw it for cheaper somewhere. Needless to say, the PS Portal, which is the Sony made uh, handheld streaming device. And this may be unsurprising to some, but it is surprising to me. It's sold out. You can't get it from what I understand now. It's gone. Mm -hmm. Um, I truly think that this is it it can be attributed to a 100 percent absolute misunderstanding by the regular consumer what this thing is. I think that they think it's a gaming system. Because the price is 200 bucks or whatever it is. It's cheap. 
for I mean, compared to like a Switch, compared and it's fucking Sony. Sony shit is hard to get a hold of, or it has historically been lately. We're coming into Christmas. I think this thing drops, and parents are just like, "Oh, my kid will love this. I'm gonna buy it," not realizing that it's a streaming device only. I think this this is a complete. Uh, not all the sales were that, you know, but I, I I would think that there are many people who bought this thing not knowing what the fuck it was. I think that's possible. Um, I. And when they say it's sold out, though, one, I'm curious how many they made. Um, and two, I think that there is an aspect of that. You are correct. But we, I feel like sometime here in the next, by the holidays especially, we'll hear it if that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Like there, there'll, there'll be rumblings of like bunches of people trying to return these things and like all this stuff because they don't. They don't it's know. Not they didn't know what it is. You know what I mean? Right. I can't get it to play but, uh, games. <laughs> I, mean, like, I, I think it's like a little bit, a little bit early to 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 um. Where do to you know? I I don't know. Do I mean, the games in it. Yeah, I. It could be, uh, and maybe people are gonna buy it and try and break it and <laughs> use it as like a fucking emulator machine. I I don't know because it does run on Android. Oh, so good luck. We'll have to. We'll have to. Well, I mean, I think we're gonna have to wait a little bit to really see what the impact is. Like, if it comes back into stock and it doesn't resell right away, then maybe what you're saying is right, and people finally got the hint and they don't want them. Or maybe it is that people are actually interested in this thing. I don't know. I mean, it's pretty weird. I would not have expected it to sell out either. But people seem to be into it, so. And oh, but you would think you would think because it's it's it what isn't it only for sale on the where was it for sale at? Was it PlayStation? I Direct? mean, was it only for know. sale on PlayStation Direct or PlayStation Portal? I guess you can, I guess you can buy them in multiple places. But uh, can you find them right now? I don't know. The, I don't know if you can buy them in the store. So I feel like most of the people that are going to buy these things that are like that are ignorant of the fact that they require a console. You would think <clears throat> that they would be people that would be buying them in stores or, you know, and I would think that, like, if you bought one of these at, at GameStop, they would tell you when you bought it that, like. Oh, this. Do you know that this is this? Because, like, when I bought the digital only Xbox One, I don't know how how many years ago that was. Five years ago mm-hmm. or whatever. I bought it at GameStop because it was like a hundred dollars or something. And they're like, they told me at checkout, they're like, "Do you know that this doesn't play discs?" And I was like, "Yes, that's why I'm buying it." And they're like, "Okay, well, we just we have to ask everybody that buys one of these." And I'm like, "Okay, well." But I don't know. I mean, it's it's a uh, we'll have to see. I mean, that's great that it's selling like it is. I, I've seen differing reports on the effectiveness of the unit, but I think a lot of that boils down to how good is your freaking wireless router. So um, I don't know. I still don't know that I'm interested in buying one of these, but 
it's cool that that people are liking it, I suppose. Or at least that people are buying it. I guess we don't know how many people I mean, like it. Yeah, so when you go to the Sony Direct site, it definitely says, you know, you can access your PS5 library of games over your home Wi-Fi network to play them. But, like, I don't know. Maybe... Maybe there's a lot of kids hogging up the TV and mom and dad want their TV back, right? There could be some of that going on, too. Like, let's give Johnny this so he he can, like, fucking sit outside on the swing and play while we just watch TV. You know, who knows? Yeah. I don't know, man. I, uh, I've i got a bad feeling that, that there's a lot of sales of that that kids are going to get and not be, know what to do with it. It's cheaper than the PlayStation 5. Here you go. Says it can run PS5 games. <laughs> you know, like, I'm just, there's, a, there's a lot of like, uh, there's a lot of opportunity for miscommunication with what that thing does. Sony has done everything they can to tell clearly what it does, but you also have to rely on the intellect of parents, on the intellect of the consumer to realize what those words mean. Like, you could tell somebody, oh, you're getting a. You know, I don't know, a 450 gigabyte fucking blah, 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 blah. It's, you know, and they're like, oh, it said it was 450 gigabytes. And it's like, yeah, but that's not like a lot right now. Like, you know, it's not like, like, so like you can put all this technical jargon on there, but if the person on the receiving end doesn't understand what it means and they just see Sony and PlayStation handheld, like, boom, they're just going to buy it. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, to be fair to Sony though, that's not really their. If, if it's they not. tell the consumer yeah. it is what it is, that's not really their problem. So I don't know. We'll have to. We'll definitely have to see. <laughs> I'm really curious if in the next few months or whatever we find out that a lot of people are returning them. Oh, God. But I don't know. Yeah, we, that would suck. It, I, ho- I hope it's that people just really like it. Yeah, it would be hilarious. Anyways, moving forward. Uh, Dragon's Dogma, a game I never got into, but one that, oh, yeah, one that I think a lot of people are excited for the sequel, Dragon's Dogma 2. Capcom has announced that after Thanksgiving, on November 28th, we're going to get a 15-minute showcase for Dragon's Dogma 2. Like, we're going to get 15 minutes of new gameplay footage and more info on the game. And rumor is we're going to be getting a release date, but the release date apparently leaked prematurely, and the Peggy has it down as releasing March 22nd, 2024. So, uh, Peggy. You know, it was the game, the game rating thing. Peggy 18. Yeah, yeah. A Peggy 18. Um, so it's interesting because Dragon's Dogma, the first one, was a first – was a – Single-player action RPG game, and I think it did well, and I think people were excited about it, and they enjoyed it from what it was, but Part 2 is finally coming out years and years and years and years later, so Capcom might have their hands on another fucking hit here if this game, the excitement is there for it. Jake, do you know anything about Dragon's Dogma 2? Because I think that people are stoked on this. I only played, I think there might have been a demo for it on PS3. The original. Uh, yeah, and I I think I might have played that, but I never really got super deep into it. They they released it, they re-released it on PS4 a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and 
I think we might actually be getting it on PS Plus or something if we haven't gotten it already. So uh, I don't know if I would be interested in playing this game or not, but we'll have to see um, what it looks like. I, I know that trailer that we got in that one showcase looked really cool. Yeah. But I kind of need to see how the game plays, I suppose. The trailer but releasing next year. That's good. Have you seen? You have seen some of the trailer for this game, right? For Dragon's Dogma Two. Yeah, yeah. They they had a trailer for it in that that PlayStation showcase earlier in the year. It looks very good. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited for this game. Um. Anyways, I'm probably more excited for it than I need to be. I still really want to play Final Fantasy 16 or whatever game it was that came out recently. Yeah. Was it 16? Yeah. I still need to play that. I wonder if they're running a deal on that. But anyways, those who are interested, there's going to be 15 new uh, minutes, 15 minutes of new gameplay footage and info and reportedly possibly a release date to be announced um, very soon on the 28th. So you can take that to the bank. Next news point is, speaking of Alan Wake, Jake, don't watch this yet, but there is an old Guards of Asgard music video that Remedy has dropped, and uh, you you absolutely should not watch this until you play through the game, because it will probably be somewhat spoilery, um, but I can't wait to watch this. If it's what I think it is. I'm so excited. Um, hmm. Anyways, just a side little news point there. And uh, I think I missed missed a news point, possibly. Dude, I... I oh, God. I, we'll get I can't even fucking it. talk about it without spoiling the game some. I, I was just going to talk about like when you first start playing as Alan Wake. Mm. And you're on that, like... It's like the the, the live action shit and like they're the old guards of Asgard or there or whatever. Like it's it's uh I don't know, man. I don't know, I can't talk about it. <laughs> it's fucking cool though. <laughs> yeah. The other news point I had, which I don't know that anyone really cares about, I used it once in a while. But PlayStation was integrated with Twitter, which is now known as X. So they have pulled all of their integration with Twitter out. So what's interesting is an article in Push Square says that when you go to your PSM profile, there's a shared tab and you can look at all the shit that you've shared on Twitter on there. Everything that you've ever posted to Twitter would show there. Now there's just a shared tab and you go to it and it's just nothing. So now you have a tab that doesn't need to be there on your profile. But I guess Elon Musk caught word that PlayStation pulled integration and they got rid of this feature, and now he wants to work directly with Sony to integrate Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it, more efficiently and more intrinsically with PlayStation 5. There has not been any update yet on if Sony's going to be willing to do this or want to do this, but for one reason or another, they pulled their integration with Twitter out of the out of the mix. It might just be that they had it called Twitter in their... UI or maybe they had it called something else and he changed the name to X and maybe the logos were wrong or I don't fucking know but they got rid of it for the time being whether or not it will return will be up to the future to figure that out anything on that Jake 
Um, I just don't know. I just hate Twitter. Like, I u- actually used the um, the Facebook functionality when they had that. Like, I would post stuff to my Facebook occasionally. Mm. But I don't use Twitter, really. So once uh, once they got rid of the Facebook functionality, I just sort of stopped using the share feature on my PlayStation. Yeah. So... I know that there's a way that you can like you can like share it just internally and like your friends can see it on the PSN and all this stuff. But uh, I um I don't know. This doesn't really matter to me at all. I mean, I don't really want Twitter shoved down my throat. So as long as there's none of that going on, I don't really care if they reintegrate this or not. Yeah. Fair enough. So if they want to reintegrate it, awesome. People, I'm sure, use it. Mm. But uh, see, I would be much more interested in them having like a – now I guess this goes hand in hand with with the Facebook thing. But like an Instagram integration Mm -hmm. would be cool. If you could like post screenshots to Instagram. That That would be be really convenient. And that's a Facebook thing too. So Yeah, but they don't have that. So why would we expect them to want to do it with the – with the – with the Twitter either. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, as a follow-up, Jake, to our previous conversations about layoffs at Embracer. Um, they did lay off a lot of people. And, Jake, we were having that discussion. And we were like, man, 900 people. That's so many fucking people that lost their job. But then we were like, well, we also have to take consideration how many fucking people work at Embracer. So they have now said that 5% of the company was the 900 people. So you do some quick math that meant that Embracer had 18,000 employees and they got rid of 900, which means they still have 17,100 employees. So when you put it into perspective like that, I believe that's the math. If I did it right, it was late when I was doing the notes, but I think that's correct. Um, That's not really, a ton, but that still sucks. But in addition to that, I wanted to talk that Digital Brothers, they publish games under 505 Games. I believe that's how Control was released. They're laying off about 30% of their staff, and they were recently quoted to say the video game market has evolved since the pandemic to be more selective in terms of new games, with consumers increasingly reverting to well-established intellectual properties and playing these game these same games for longer periods. Digital Brothers strategy has had to adapt to this new and evolving competitive scenario and will focus its efforts moving forward on the release of sequels in new versions of previously successful and established games with a limited number of new larger budget budgets productions. End quote. So they're essentially saying we're going to stick with what we know is going to make us money. We're not going to take much risk on IPs anymore. Uh, new IP. Uh, we're going to go back and stick with sequels. Uh, we're going to go back and re-release shit that already worked and just probably do these remasters because that's where the money's at. So that's kind of sad, you know. But this is the video yeah, game market speaking. I'm, so It's the nature of the business. 
Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, games just cost too much to make anymore. I'd much, but it's like at the same time, it's like, do games cost a lot to make because they're they're like fucking 150 hours long? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, maybe you know, make it shorter. I don't know, or maybe make a double A game. Maybe don't make a triple A game. But but then I'm not no a one buys guy. it. Clearly, uh, clearly, I. I'm in the minority as far as games that I prefer because I don't want to play anything that's multiplayer. I don't want to, you know, really play any live service games other than Destiny. And even Destiny, I play like a single player game. So I'm obviously in the minority. It's probably hard for them to argue with the fact that Call of Duty gets so much. Right. And, uh, you know they basically make the same fucking game every single year, so now not to be not to be uh, um, mistaken with low quality. The Call of Duty games are high quality and they cost a lot of money to make. But uh, yeah, I mean, fuck, dude, I don't know. The people have spoken and the studios have responded. Like it, I don't know. Like this, this is this. Does this mean we're going to get less games like Control? Probably no. It means we're going to get control too. I mean, I mean, in terms of like new sort of experiences, control was a brand new IP. So yeah. and to be fair, like it didn't light the world on fire, but it only cost whatever twenty five million dollars to make, which is so low compared to the Last of Us Part Two, which costs like two hundred fifty million dollars to make. Yeah, so. Maybe it won't matter so much with them, but I'm hoping that that they can that the industry can figure something out where we can still have fun, tight single player experiences in tandem with these big ass freaking live service games or the nine hundredth fucking sequel <coughs> or remake or whatever. So yeah. I don't know. I, I'm I'm sure like I'm sure it'll it'll work itself out, but it's kind of scary time. Yeah, it's weird. I I don't know what it's going to take to. I mean, you got to have got to have a lot of conviction in what your product is going to be, and you got to know that what you're doing is good. But there also has to be an element of luck that the right people play it and the word gets out, and that it is enjoyable by people. And then at that point, it's just like, is it even worth the risk? Why Why don't we just make another fucking Tekken game? Or why don't we just make another, you know, Mortal Kombat game? Or why don't we just make, you know, The Last of Us Part 3 or Uncharted 5? Or, you know, we know that the Spider-Man 3, we know these things are going to sell. I don't know. Like, it's tough because you, as a creative, you want to do new stuff. But like at the same time, with the amount, I mean, if it co- if it costs if it costs us, Jake, to put a record out, if it costs us millions of dollars to put a record out, we would never do it. You know what I mean? Because it's too big of a risk. Yeah. Even if it costs more than a couple thousand bucks, you know, which is what it does now. Like if it costs too much more than what it costs now, there's no way I would be able to do it. I wouldn't be able to justify the the risk. You know, so you know. But that's also not your business. Yeah, that's true. You have a job and this is like a side hobby. Yeah. If it was like your business, you would get funding and all of that kind of crap yeah. and, and blah, 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 blah. So 
the analogy isn't one to one, but I definitely understand what you're saying. There's a certain point you got to weigh the risk versus reward. You know, what do we stand to earn from this? Is it worth, you know, is it worth taking a, a step out and trying something new and different? And I think that the industry has proven that it is always worth it if what you're making is good. You know, like all all of these titles were originals at one point. Tekken came out at some point. The first Tekken, The Last of Us yeah. came out at one point. Uncharted came out for the first time. If you have something that's good, you can stick it. But I think that the the landscape of the video game industry is so is changing so rapidly, and what's cool and what's in and what's not, and what's you know what the kids want, and then like you know all of those things you know, are, are changing so quick that, you know, when it takes you four or five years to make a game, you almost have to be clairvoyant and predict, predict what's going to be awesome in five years, you know? Yeah, it really is unfortunate. I just wish that these, it seems like these publishers think that they need to make these huge experiences. And it's like, well, maybe if you made a shorter experience that was a lot cheaper, you could get your money back and you can make money on it. Mm -hmm. And it maybe didn't cost you $300 million. Maybe you can buy, maybe you can make a game like control for 50 million bucks. And it's like, yeah, I didn't sell 10 million copies of it, but I didn't need to. Right. I only needed to sell 500,000 copies to make money on it. Right. And, and the other thing, too, is, like, don't release it into a fucking shitstorm. Like, that game, Immortals of Avium, looks kind of cool. It doesn't look great, but it looks cool. Yeah. And it's like, that game was literally sent to die by being released right around Baldur's Gate 3 and freaking all these other games that came out, Spider-Man and Starfield and and everything it's like if they had just held either release that game six months earlier or but even then you got freaking tears of the kingdom hold it for january waited a year to release that but i get it they have to get their money back somehow and it just is unfortunate so i think there's a lot of strategy involved too that um so the companies are going to need to adapt because the bigger the industry gets, the more games are going to be released, the harder it is going to be to get your yeah. big game noticed by fans. So there's going to have to be something. And I hope that that answer isn't just straight up like, let's put microtransactions and fucking live service elements in every single game. Right. Because if your game doesn't sell to begin with, it doesn't matter how many fucking microtransactions you have in it. So why destroy the industry for us single player guys by doing that? But yeah. I don't know. And again, I, I don't have the wallet. I'm not risking the money. I don't really have a whole lot of uh, say in that regard. Fair enough. I don't know either. I don't know what the solution is. I just know that it's it's, uh, it's a tough time right now. The The industry is a lot of static in the industry a lot of noise, a lot of games that maybe, you know, clog in the arteries. Uh, we need to have quality over quantity, I think, right now. Anyways, the last news point. One of my favorite actors, Owen Wilson, is uh, 
narrating the latest trailer for Teardown, which is really he's such a such an iconic voice. It's yeah. The trailer, I mean, this isn't even my kind of game, but you watch the trailer and the presentation of the game in this trailer actually looks cool. Like, the graphics look good. It looks really fucking kind of fun. It'd be fun to get in there and fiddle around. But, like, I know I would not probably like this game, but... Well, that's the thing. It's like, I look at it, it's like, it looks fun to play. But to me, it looks like, like, my whole thought when I watch the trailer is like, what's the point of this game? Like, if the point is literally to just build things and then break them, like Legos or something, then, like, that's not going to hold my interest. I need a goal. Yeah, there there is but a goal, like, though. I think it's a heist game. I want to say it's a heist. Um, so, what, you have to, like, like, you have the ability to freaking build these contraptions and destroy these environments and everything, but the whole point is to try and steal something? So it says in, on Push Square, it says it's a point we echo in our review of the game where we also praise the heist style missions in the campaign and the impressive voxel based visuals. It mm. on Push Square, the game has an eight out of ten. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. man. It might be kind of cool. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be it's going to be part of the PS Plus extras game catalog. So there's no risk in just downloading it and trying it out. Yeah, it looks kind of neat, man. I'll probably try it. Yeah, I might have to try this out. That's kind of cool. Tear down. Yeah, it looks it looks cool. It looks neat. I don't know if it's I mean, it's probably going to be fun for like an hour or two. And then you might be like, yeah, that was I'm Phil. Anyways, that's it for the show. I don't have new games coming out this week. We had no listener comments. Is what it is. You know, I hope that everybody has an awesome Thanksgiving, that you spend time with your family. You put the video game controller down a little bit. Jake and I always say this this time of year, you know, family first. But uh, make sure you enjoy your time. Hopefully you get some time off from wherever you work if you work. And if you don't, just uh, keep living a good life. Um, I don't know. I, I don't really have anything else. I We have a concert on the 22nd. Like I already mentioned that. And then on the 23rd, 4th, 5th, we're playing Upstairs Mickey's, uh, the Firehouse Tap and Grill here in Meadville. And then it's it's lights out for a bit for one of my land until, I don't know, second, third week in December. We're going back out to Erie to play one last show for the year. And then hopefully beginning of spring or 2024, we'll get the flood back out, get a, get some practice sessions going, knock the dust off. Knock the rust loose and uh, get a couple new ones, new bangers written and uh, hit the ground running and get a get a new record out. So I don't know. But, yeah, we're tailing into the end of uh, 2023. And uh, as always, we appreciate you listening to our show. We hope you enjoyed episode 303. And Jake, is there anything you'd like to say before you go? Uh, I don't think so. I um, I'm just looking forward to the. I just need some time off. I I don't get like any vacation or anything hardly. So mm. having a four day weekend is going to be huge to be able to just kind of chill out and spend time with my family and and everything. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. Hopefully, I can get through get uh, to spend a little bit more time with with Alan Wake. Uh, I'd like to get through that game, Wake. but yeah. 
Yeah, pretty much all the time. <laughs> Scary. <laughs> it's so good. So good. Yeah. Well, I hope you enjoy it, man. Yeah. Keep me posted. All right, guys. That's all we got for you right now. Write in. Let us know how you're doing. And uh, let us know if you'll be picking up any games this Black Friday and what you got. And uh, until next time, like Little Big Planet, Loco Roco, and Lords of Exile. P.S. P.S. This is awesome. This is awesome.